Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 the john steigerwald show sponsored by service master of greater pittsburgh demand the yellow van portions of today's program may be pre-recorded nobody is taking away your gas stove That's what Chuck Schumer, Senator Chucky Schumer of New York, said back in February. That's when after some flunky in the Energy Department had said that uh, gas stoves contribute to global warming and they were going to take a look at this and everything was on the table as far as banning them. And Schumer mocked, mocked the Republicans for saying Biden wants to ban gas stoves. This is what he said. Republicans, quote, are trying to get the spaghetti to stick and distract the American people. And he said that the Republicans should, quote, put a fork in this ridiculous gas stove strategy. He said it was just all meant to distract from the important stuff. Well, here's a story from CNN.com today. Quote, New York, that's where Chuck is, I think, is the first state in the country to ban natural gas and other fossil fuels in most new buildings. The law bans gas-powered stoves furnaces and propane heating and effectively encourages that's an important word there encourages the use of climate friendly appliances in most new residential buildings unquote how's that for some spaghetti meanwhile senator john kennedy of louisiana had some questions for david turk he's the deputy secretary of energy answer my question if we spend 50 trillion dollars to become carbon neutral in the United States of America by 2050. You're the Deputy Secretary of Energy. Give me your estimate of how much that is going to reduce world temperatures. So so first of all, it's a net cost. Um, it's what uh, benefits we're having from getting our act together and reducing all of those climate benefits. We're seeing I, let me ask again, maybe I'm, being, right now maybe I'm not being clear. If we spent $50 trillion to become carbon neutral by 2050 in the United States of America, how, how much is that going to reduce world temperatures? This is a global problem. So we need to reduce our emissions and we need to do everything we can. How much, if we do our part, countries. is it going to reduce so world temperatures? So we're 13 percent of global emissions. You don't know, right do you? You don't know, do you? You can do the math. We need to you reduce. don't know, do you, Mr. Secretary? So we're 13 percent. If you know, why won't you tell me if we went to zero, that would be 13 percent. You don't know, do you? You just want us to spend 50 trillion dollars and you don't have the slightest idea whether it's going to reduce world temperatures. Now, I'm all for carbon neutrality, but you're the deputy secretary of the Department of Energy and you're advocating we spend trillions of dollars to seek carbon neutrality, and you can't, and this isn't your money or my money, it's taxpayer money, and you can't tell me how much it's going to lower world temperatures? Or you won't tell me? You know, but you won't? In my heart of hearts, there is no way the world gets its act together on climate change unless the U.S. leads. Tell me how much it's going to reduce. You You can't tell me. Either that or you won't. No, he won't. 
you know what? You're allowed when you're being interrogated by a senator or a congressman uh, in a hearing like that. You're allowed to say these three words: "I don't know." That I, I don't know. But he he won't even say that because he doesn't know. But he could say, "No, I don't know." But he he, he won't say it anyway. What's another fifty trillion dollars to save the planet? Uh, when we come back, speaking of spending money, we're going to talk to the man who runs OpenTheBooks.com, Adam Andrzejewski, about the amazing amount of money that federal agencies are spending on guns and ammo, and not just the IRS. And in our second half hour, Horace Cooper of the Black Leadership Network, Project 21, on why Kamala Harris is the worst vice president ever. Stick around. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war in the term life industry, and rates have dropped dramatically in the last few years. For example, a man age 45, non-smoker, a million dollars of coverage, $75 per month level rate for 10 years, or a man age 50, non-smoker, can obtain $500,000 of coverage for a monthly premium of $110, level rate for 20 years. That's right, guaranteed level rate for 20 years. If you're a smoker, we have great rates as well. At Term Busters, we specialize in policies of $500,000 and above. If you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call today for a quote at 1-800-558-9940. You're probably paying more than you should. Call 1-800-558-9940. Remember, 1-800-558-9940. Sample rate quotes based on preferred non-smoker underwriting. Exam required to qualify. That number for term busters is 1-800-558-9940. 1-800-558-9940. 9940. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code STAG. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to get the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. Quote based on healthy non-smoking 30-year-old female with a 20-year term policy rates may vary. Eligible policies and estate planning tools can vary by state. It's a busy life. You have enough to worry about. So here's a great way to check life insurance off your list. It's called Ethos. With the thought of medical exams, forms to fill out, and the cost, it's easy to see why life insurance can fall to the bottom of your to-do list. But at Ethos Life, we've got your back. For about a dollar a day, you could get a quarter million dollars in term life insurance without a medical exam. Just go online, answer a few health questions, and snap, family protected. You could get a quote in seconds, apply in minutes, and be covered in hours. No medical exams, no blood tests, no hassle. Right now, with your purchase of an eligible policy from Ethos, you'll get something else important to your family. Tools to create a legal will. A $449 value, yours free. Ethos, the 100% online, hassle-free way to get affordable life insurance. Get your free online quote now at ethoslife.com. That's E-T-H-O-S life.com. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. 
Well, you, when you think of an IRS agent, you probably picture a, you know a nerdy guy, maybe sitting at a desk with an old-fashioned calculator. You probably don't picture him or her with a submachine gun. Uh, but if you're really unlucky and in a lot of trouble, you could run into an agent with one of those. The IRS has spent a lot of money on guns, ammo, and military gear recently, especially recently. And Adam Angievsky of OpenTheBooks.com has the numbers, and he joins us now. Adam, always good to have you here. You always have great numbers. Well, thanks for having me on. It's great to be back. Well, they're actually ugly numbers, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah, look, the IRS <laughs> is lawyered up. Now they're gunned up. Yeah. I mean, where was the public debate that the IRS should have a head count of their special forces who are armed to the teeth to the equivalent of the head count of a U.S. Army brigade? We're almost to 3,000 special agents at the IRS by the end of the year. Yeah, and on, but on your site, um, you refer to 76. As one, we'll get to the IRS, but uh, that's just one. On your site, you refer to 76 pencil-pushing agencies in, yeah. the, in the federal government that have spent lots of money getting armed up. What, what are some of those agencies? Well, that's the alphabet soup of your rank-and-file federal executive agencies outside of the Department of Defense. So it's like the Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA, the Social Security Administration, Veterans Affairs, Health and Human Services. John, for crying out loud, it's the Department of Transportation. It's the Ag Department, the USDA. It's the alphabet soup of all of these agencies, including, for instance, the Department of Education, Ed, that now that now they're armed. They're armed to the teeth. They have special agents. The number of federal officers with arrest and firearm authority now is 200,000 plus. That number exceeds the number of United States Marines at 186,000. Yeah, so, the, so these agencies, what you're saying is they might be able to give the Marines at least a little run for their money now, <laughs> just I, based on I weaponry alone. I hope our U.S. Marines are... <laughs> Are the best in class, right? Yeah, but and look. If, well, you've you've just put the salient question on the table. These alphabet soup of federal agencies, these pencil pencil pushing, traditionally paper pushing, regulatory, general administrative, civil agencies are now armed to the teeth. So who are they preparing to battle? They're not preparing to go to war like a U.S. Marine, right? So so who are they preparing to battle? These are domestic agencies, and they're armed against us. So when they come to take your gas stove. They'll they'll stick a gun in your face as they're as they're ta- ta- uh, hauling your stove out of the house. I guess. So you might remember this editorial published at the Wall Street Journal. It was when Obama was president, and Karl Rove, the Republican strategist, the former chief of staff under George W. Bush, he penned an editorial saying that he sees the day when armed EPA agents storm the headquarters at Exxon Mobil. So I mean, look, we're not that far away from it. Yeah. And so does that mean that, uh, and this is another uh, alphabet um, agency here, does that mean that Admiral Rachel Levine of Health and Human Services has a sidearm, possibly, Look, I, maybe a bulletproof you know, vest? She heads up, you know, she's the secretary uh, uh, of, uh, you know, a division of HHS, yeah. which is the eighth uniformed branch of the U.S. military services. So she's the Assistant Secretary of Health, and that entity alone, since 2006, has purchased over $100 million <laughs> worth of guns, ammunition, and military-style equipment. And he, uh, you, you can call him she if you want. I call him he, but um, he has, he's an admiral. 
So I, 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 I don't. As far as I know, they didn't haven't given them a battleship yet, or a, a destroyer, or an aircraft carrier. Well, there's there's you know six thousand uh, members, including, and this is probably breaking news to a lot of people listening to the program. I haven't said it much at all, if at all, in the national media. So I appreciate your platform. But Dr. Anthony Fauci was a member of of that commissioned corps. That health, that public health commission corps, and so he actually gets to retire on a second pension, not only from the National Institutes of Health, where he was the director, but also uh, if he had put in enough requisite time. I'm holding a press release from 1984 that puts him as a member of the commission corps, so he would get a second pension underneath underneath Rachel underneath the admirals division well so the admiral being an admiral that's not just a nice uh uniform uh, that you get to wear it's also means that you're you're adding to your pension when you walk out that's right so fauci was you know he, he's going to double dip federal pensions as long as he qualified and put the requisite number of time in over there at the public health commission core and the national institute of health the nih according to your uh, report uh, their internal police force is larger. This is the National Institute of Health, and their internal police force is larger than ninety-five percent of the police departments in the United States. Right. So what we did is we took a look at how many local police departments there are, and then we pulled a U.S. government report that banded their head counts. How many officers do they have? And so the NIH police force. Who knew? Right. <laughs> They have 105 police officers over there. Again, they're armed to the teeth. Uh, and that puts them in the top 95% on headcount of local police departments across the country. So I guess uh, I'm trying to think of what, and maybe you've um, looked into it, but I'm trying to imagine what the, the internal police force of the NIH would be doing. The, one of the things that I could imagine, based on the insanity during the pandemic, would be them showing up with guns to make sure people are wearing masks. Well, eight, Health and Human Services, they already have 500 special agents. Okay, so those would probably be the people that would be showing up uh, under, underneath this scenario. And they're, they're armed to the teeth. Our previous work on oversight of that division shows that they are trained by the same military contractors that train our military special forces. Okay, I mean, they've got, they've got 1,300 guns. They've got all kinds of heavy weaponry. Um, again, they're they're armed to the teeth. It's amazing. And I, I, have you ever has you like have you gotten anybody from any of these agencies to exploit? You did in your in your story. I saw that the IRS. That is a little bit understandable because, as they explained to you, I think, or, or when they were asked about it, and it's just in general, they said that it was um, they're dealing with organized crime. They're dealing with some nasty people when they're coming looking for their to collect their money. So I, you might be able to make a case for some of them being able to be police, police, you know, do police work. But the, what about the, 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 uh, the health department? Has anybody ever explained what it is that they would need to be armed so heavily for? So let's, we could talk about uh, health and human services, but, I, you know, eventually I want to go back to the IRS because yeah. I think it needs to be split. I think when you have civil enforcement agencies like the IRS that now have nearly a U.S., the headcount of special agents armed to the teeth, 
nearly on par with a U.S. military brigade, that is troubling. But in terms of health and human services, this is really troubling. So since 2006, there's been $154 million spent on guns, ammunition, and military-style equipment. 500 special agents over there. Uh, that would rank it in the top 100 largest of local police departments across the country. You've got five different entities purchasing weapons underneath health and human services. They're supposed to be the folks that are running our soft social safety net, for crying out loud. So you've got uh, the Office of Inspector General. Here's a story with them. So in March of 2020, at the height of the pandemic, when it first broke, Dr. Anthony Fauci was getting death threats. And so typically the U.S. Marshals would provide his security detail. But no, the Office of Inspector General, the very people that were supposed to be holding Dr. Fauci accountable for his public health decisions and his decisions as director of his sub-agency, that's their job, they applied for special dispensation with the U.S. Marshals and received it to provide his security detail. They were actually protecting Fauci, not holding him accountable. Yeah, but he's getting it. But he's also don't don't forget you mentioned he's he's going to get a little bit more in his pension than maybe people were realized. And so, right. and, and let's take a look inside the HHS gun locker pre-pandemic. Okay, so eight million rounds of ammunition, four hundred and sixty-one special agents, just the OI, the Office of Inspector General. They owned thirteen hundred guns, including shotguns, submachine guns, and two hundred automatic firearms. Okay, this is what they've purchased since the pandemic, about $2 million more in terms of weaponry, ammunition, and guns, and, and tactical combat gear. They spent $400,000 on that, <laughs> a quarter million dollars on ammunition, $100,000 on new guns. You know, John, guns don't wear out, but no. they continually buy new guns. They, and this is interesting. Over at HHS, they spent $47,000 purchasing night vision equipment. <laughs> $100,000 purchasing virtual reality simulation training. They've got nearly 100000 uh, where they purchased ballistic plates and body armor, and they bought you know 240 new black chrome batons. I mean, these people, I mean, they're, they're serious folks over there. And like I say, this is a domestic... You know, this is this is domestic law enforcement. We're talking to Adam Angievsky of OpenTheBooks.com. Uh, and, Adam, you, you're you always all over this at OpenTheBooks.com, and people should go there from time to time just to see your latest uh, stuff that you have on the stupidity of our federal government, and not just federal, but all government. Um, but I, I, this seems like a story that should interest the rest of the media. Other than your 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 nice website, well, I I know we've had we've had good coverage, and your radio platform is an example of that, John. And I appreciate coming on to be able to educate the American people, you know, so substantially right here. Um, and we we have had good media, um, you know, you know, multiple cable TV, uh, uh, you know, stations have aired multiple segments. Uh, people have really taken a stand on this. The New York Post ran a magnificent piece. You know, Reason Magazine ran a, ran a great deep dive into this. Um, but look, it you know, in your traditional platforms on the on a national basis, out of New York City on ABC, NBC, and CBS, they've ignored the story. Yeah, and I, I see that the um, 
the willingness to use deadly force was taken out of the IRS job description for a while there, and now it's back in. What's that all about? Now it's back in. So they didn't like the coverage last August. Many people will remember it went viral on Twitter where the job description of an IRS special agent was posted and prominently displayed was one of the job requirements that you have to be willing to use deadly force over at the IRS, the tax agency. So that went viral. They immediately took it down. They stripped that language. They reposted it. Well, it's back. It's back in the job description. So, um, you know, finally they're being honest about what the position is. They're armed to the, armed to the teeth, and the scale is all wrong for a tax agency. They are trained to use deadly force, and they might be willing to use so use deadly force if you take the position. Yeah, and I, I see also that AR-15s, those uh, weapons of war, they're okay with the big guy when it comes to the IRS. He hates them, except for that. Yeah, it's okay well, for them to you have know, they, in congressional hearings, they cannot, the left cannot define an assault weapon, but they can certainly purchase them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the IRS agents. Yeah, and over at HHS, right? Yeah. And across the domestic law enforcement, paper-pushing, you know, civil enforcement, uh, you know, police divisions, they're purchasing a lot of AR-15s. Does this, uh, this is kind of off the beaten path here, or off uh, a little bit, uh, an aside, I guess I'll say, does this um, make you, or should it make people think a little bit about the Second Amendment? Well, I think it should, yeah. I mean, politicians want to take away your right to own firearms, a firearm of your choice, uh, and look, it's been very clear since the founding of the country that the Second Amendment does not, you know, wasn't instituted for the purpose to protect a hunter's ability to, to procure deer. It was put in there to secure our right against an over-encroaching government. Yep. What we're laying out here is the government's ability over the, since 2006, outside of the Department of Defense, to purchase nearly four billion dollars worth of guns, ammunition, and military-style equipment. And so, you know, the citizenry needs to exercise their rights. Otherwise, we're going to lose our rights. See, I think there should, I think the, uh, the Department of Health and Human Services should uh, put out a poster with Dr. Rachel Levine in the admiral uniform with uh, bullets uh, strapped across the chest and, you know, holding an AR-15. That would get people's attention. That would get people's attention, you know. <laughs> Maybe that's the meme that needs to go viral on the Internet. Yeah, so where's this going, Adam? I mean, um, you know, when the IRS starts showing up at reporters' homes, as they did uh, with Matt Taibbi a little while ago on the day that he was testifying in front of Congress, uh, maybe we should be a little bit uncomfortable about this. Everybody should be. Well, I, I think so. You know, I mean, this is purely about intimidation and you know, it begs the question, just how, just how high is Biden, the Biden administration, going to hike our taxes that they need armed IRS agents to this degree? And look, they're adding to the force. The IRS chief testified in front of Congress a couple of weeks ago that they're going to keep the same ratio to the total number of IRS employees. It's 3% special agents. So when you add 87,000 employees, 3% of that is 2,400, 2,500. That's a doubling of the force of special agents. That's putting that headcount in total up between 4,500 and, uh, and 5,000 agents. And that is, that's well within the three to 5,000 headcount 
of a U.S. Army brigade. We have not had that debate in this country. We need to have that debate, and we're calling for congressional hearings. Yeah, and that, just finishing up here, and those IRS agents are not going to be uh, just chasing the billionaires around looking for money. No, they're not. As a matter of fact, they need to explain why there is so much heavy crime in this country right now that they're not pursuing because they don't have the resources because they only have half the number of the special agents that they will have, you know, five years from now. They need to explain that to the American people. Well, you keep uh, you keep exposing it, and maybe one of these days they'll have a hearing on it, and we'll find out. But uh, you're always doing great work, and always good to have you on the show, Adam. Thanks. Thank you, John. Okay, that's Adam Angievsky. Check everything out at OpenTheBooks.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. A shooting suspect in Atlanta remains at large. Police investigating a shooting in an office building in Atlanta's Midtown neighborhood. One person killed, four were injured. At the Atlanta Hospital, Dr. Albert Jansen says the staff was ready for the patients. So when we activate our mass casualty event, that immediately starts our command center. We bring all the surgeons, all the nurses, all the ancillary staff to the trauma center itself. Atlanta police say the suspected shooter is believed to be 24-year-old Dion Patterson and that he was considered to be armed and dangerous. As expected, the Federal Reserve reinforcing its fight against high inflation by raising its key interest rate by a quarter point to the highest level in 16 years. The Dow is ahead now, 30 points, the Nasdaq up 75. This is SRN News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I'm 85 years old and I really wanted to get something to help supplement my diet because I have lost quite a bit of weight and don't eat properly sometimes. So I ordered Balance of Nature and I love it. In just the short time that I've used this, it's made a big difference. I have a lot more energy and I feel so much better. I was feeling so dragged out and tired, but now since I'm taking Balance of Nature, it's like I've got a new lease on life and I'd like to go out with a bang, you know, doing what I enjoy the most. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature right now. Call 1-800-246-8751. As a special holiday offer, get $25 off plus free fiber and spice with your first preferred order of fruits and veggies. This offer can end at any time. Call or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code CHARLIE. Charlie Kirk believes it doesn't matter who runs. And it, it, it's not about Joe Biden. It's not. It's about what they built and the infrastructure. The Democrats are going for the throat. And Joe Biden is not just favored. His machine, forget Joe Biden, the entire campaign and the operation is heavily favored. Anybody who tells you otherwise is misleading you. The Charlie Kirk Show, weeknights at 9 on AM 1250. The answer. In business, everything your employees do impacts your brand, including what they wear. Cintas has high-performance workplace apparel for almost every job imaginable. From work shirts and pants to polos and khakis to Oxfords or T-shirts, these clothes move, breathe, and look great. Your team gets the styles they like, you convey the image you want. And Cintas service includes weekly laundry and delivery. To learn more, visit Cintas.com. Oh, I'm ready! And get ready for the workday.
They are our love bugs and companions. They are our pets, our family, and they make life better. When we face unexpected challenges, so do our pets. That's why we're on a mission to support people and their pets. Whether donating a bag of kibble, sharing an Instagram post of a lost cat, or welcoming a foster pet into your home, every bit of kindness counts. Visit petsandpeopletogether.org to learn how to be a helper in your community. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Hey, John Steigerwald here for Johnny and Jesse Samick, my friends over at Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes your home or business, demand the yellow van. Fire, water, or mold, Service Master's technicians are trained and equipped to get you back to normal fast. Even when dealing with insurance, you have a choice who repairs and cleans up the mess. Make sure you demand the yellow van. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Service Master. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP. Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app. Smart speakers. Tune in. iHeart or Odyssey. AM 1250. The Answer. Weather. It'll be breezy this evening. Otherwise, mainly cloudy with a brief shower or two tonight at a low of 42. Tomorrow, mainly cloudy skies. A shower in places in the afternoon with a high of 56. Partly cloudy and chilly tomorrow night with a low of 37. Some sunshine Friday, great day to be outside. The high 63, a nice warmer weekend is on the way. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, if you've been paying any attention at all, you have to be wondering if Joe Biden is going to make it through lunchtime tomorrow before his dementia knocks him out. And you know that he's announced that he's running for re-election. That's bad enough. But Kamala Harris, uh, it's been announced, uh, is going to run with him. Horace Cooper is the Project 21 chairman at Black Leadership Network. He says Kamala Harris is the most incompetent vice president ever, and he joins us now. Horace, thanks for being here. It's great to be on the program. So I I don't think you can be accused of being a racist for saying that because you're black, but you can be accused of being a sexist. Uh, Is that how this works? Um, I could be the uh, black face of uh, white racism, though. Yeah, I see. That's been said. Uh, about other black Americans. Right. As I pointed out when I spoke about this, is her lack of skill, lack of talent, in fact, incompetence, is so easy and obvious that the real crime here is to pretend that racism or sexism is in play when you outline it. If she's not incompetent, If she is not uh, incapable of leadership, if she doesn't set the floor for abominable behavior in terms of her abilities, then what are we left with? Are we to assume then no black person could do this job or no female could do this job? Otherwise, we should be able to see the truth. This individual is the one that's incompetent. This individual is the one that is way over her head. You know, one thing, throughout history, as far as, as long as I can remember, the vice president has been a a source of comic relief in some cases. You had, going back to Dan Quayle, even LBJ, uh, before he became president, um, and even Richard Nixon, I think, probably had to put up with it. 
So this is a this is a position that um, it's kind of hard to impress people, but it's pretty easy to look like an idiot, and she's done a good job of that. Well, first of all, I agree with your your observation, but first of all, it's not a job for on the job training. We've seen extremely capable people. Look, who did Joe Biden pick when he wanted a running mate? He picked an old hand, now our president, Joe Biden, a senator. At one point, chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee. George W. Bush picked Dick Cheney. Al Gore was picked by Clinton. You just really don't see the sort of, you have no major legislation. In fact, you have no minor legislation. You've shown no leadership in any way. The last time Kamala Harris ran for president, she ran against Joe Biden. And she was one of the first people to drop out. Yeah, and she... To uh... get to know her is to get to dislike her. And she accused Joe Biden of being a racist during the debates, and that was all forgotten. Well, um, because what she is good at is throwing out the race card. The race card has no effect on Vladimir Putin or the CCP or any of the terrorist threats. (coughs) Pardon me. Any of the international threats that our country faces. The racism card isn't intimidated by inflation. It's not intimidated or threatened, won't recede in the face of a recession. The racism card isn't respected by mainstream America, but it's telling that that's all she has to offer. Now... Could any sane person look at Joe Biden and believe he could still be functioning as a member of society four years from now, much, much less functioning as president of the United States, and, and, and then having this person a heartbeat away? So that's why I said Sunday, the question here is, are they saying that vote for Joe Biden so you get Kamala Harris, that's more akin to promise or threat than it is like a real traditional reward. It's counter. It is very much counter to the narrative that this administration has been giving, that they are finishing what they started. If what they're telling us, the most untested, the most unpopular, and that individual judged by the American people as incapable of handling the job is what you get if you reelect Joe Biden. I think it's counter to the message that the Biden administration has been trying to pursue. We're talking to Horace Cooper. He's Project 21 chairman at the Black Leadership Network. Um, so uh, what about Biden's record of hiring incompetent people, regardless of uh, race or sex? Well, it turns out that the mainstream media hasn't been giving much attention to Biden's cabinet. Um, they sort of have gotten a free pass. But just a candid look at our Secretary of Interior, 
um, our new uh, uh, deputy over at HHS, uh, Miss Rachel Levine, who used to be a man. Um, you start to see in area after area, what about our press secretary? What you see are people well outside their debts. People granted authority. You had a nominee uh, uh, for the Federal Aviation Administration who couldn't give basic answers about airplane safety. Yeah. These folks, the criticisms about them, a judicial nominee that couldn't name the three branches of government, yeah, that was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, well, he he uh, nominated a supreme for Supreme Court justice, a woman who Someone refused who to define know a woman. woman is. Yeah, yes, <laughs> it's, it's and remarkable it, how many people in a country as large as ours <clears throat> that this president has found that can't do the job. <laughs> Why yeah. couldn't he just? open the yellow pages and pick a name and get someone, you'd likely get someone at least competent, at least able to interact with the American people. Do you remember early in the vice president's administration when they had to hire actors who happened to be children to pretend that they were enraptured by spending some time with the vice president discussing NASA. Oh, it was ba- you just embarrassing. Can't make this up. Embarrassing. Yeah, and and I, I know you look at uh, these people and 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 uh, I, there's uh, I think the most obvious of them all is Rachel Levine. Uh, he did a terrible job when he was uh, running uh, the health department in Pennsylvania. Probably contributed some to people dying in uh, nursing homes. He got his um, own mother out before he sent the uh, infected people into the nursing homes. Um, it, I, to me, the most, and this isn't a, obviously isn't a race issue, but uh, to hire him, there's, there, there was absolutely no reason on earth to hire this guy other than the fact that uh, he's now a woman and that, that they needed to have the first transgender person in the cabinet. And, and so Donald Trump has a has a commitment to America first. Mm-hmm. This president puts progressives first. In every instance, whatever is good for the radical left gets priority by this administration, including Rachel Levine. But it doesn't stop there. Across the board. Yeah. Oh, and, oh, and uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre, um, she looks, I, I, I think, I, I looked at her from the beginning, and I keep waiting for her to get better at the job, and she's terrible. She, she looks like an intern. That they, they look, she looks like someone, you know, if they, if they had brought an intern over from the communications department and put her in there and let her, as you say, on-the-job training. Uh, if you want to be able to say... You have the first openly LGBTQIA representative in the press department. This is what you get. Now, if you really want to encourage tolerance, if you really want to encourage acceptance, you find the most talented people in any area. 
not our Department of Transportation secretary, but a really, really talented person. Mm-hmm. And then you say, oh, by the by, you know this person that's been doing such an outstanding job? They're a woman. They're black. They're gay or whatever it might be. This administration has flipped it. Ignore how awful they are, and let's just celebrate how amazing that they are in the vanguard of some particular thing. It's not working for the American people. It doesn't work for this country. And what's the net gain or loss for women or black people or gay people when he selects someone based on sex or race and they set new records for incompetence? Isn't that just setting the whole cause back? Well, that's what I said. This is setting back the cause of feminism. This is setting back the cause of racial equality. Because if they are exemplars of what it means to be black or what it means to be gay or what it means to be women, then a lot of people, including blacks, including gays, including women, are going to say, no, thank you. And then when when, uh, someone like Ben Carson shows up, he's called an Uncle Tom. He's a brilliant, yeah. unbelievably talented and capable person isn't welcome. Now, <laughs> you have a black man at the United States Supreme Court, one of the most consequential justices in 75 years. We, well, let's speak not we, me. I loved Antonin Scalia. Mm-hmm. However... Now that Antonin Scalia is no longer on the court, it is easier to see just how consequential Clarence Thomas's jurisprudence is. Mm-hmm. But he is pilloried. Yep. He is attacked. And it's because excellence is not rewarded by the mainstream media and certainly not rewarded by the Biden administration. So uh, we're talking to uh, Horace Cooper, Project 21 chairman at the Black Leadership Network. On another subject, Horace, um, I saw you commented on this recently. Uh, DEI is everywhere. Now, that's uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and that's kind of what we've been talking about. But, but you said it should actually be D-I-E. So what could possibly go wrong when companies focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion? I have a chapter in my newest book that's coming out on the 4th of July. It's entitled, Put Y'all Back in Chains, (laughs) How Biden's Policies Harm Blacks. Mm -hmm. And the die chapter outlines how many efforts are being undertaken in the name of diversity, equity, and inclusion that kill jobs, that make it less likely that you particularly black Americans, are going to get through the door if the move is not based on excellence, which rewards everyone, what you end up with is a sharp concentration of skills, the die skills, as I call them, that have no value. And this is why Bloomberg and the Wall Street Journal have been doing story after story talking about how the number one area of job terminations is this diversity category. 
And it's because these jobs bring no value. And as the economy tightens, as a recession looms, you have to get rid of the types of skills that bring no value. Black Americans have been encouraged to tackle majors in these fields. And it's exactly the time that those jobs, are the door is closing on them. Now, you can't go back and get your Ph.D. in physics, in mathematics, after having gotten one in some made-up area of diversity without leaving the job market for three or four years. This is destructive. Having the job is going to be a, a, a dead end, and those in those jobs are going to find increasingly, according to Bloomberg, the single largest type of job that's being eliminated in 2023 is this diversity equity category. And your organization, uh, Horace, has called illegal immigration a frontal assault on black communities. Is the president sending 1,500 tri- troops to the border a good thing? Yeah, this, this president made Vice President Kamala Harris in charge, the border czar. And her whole responsibility and role has been to do nothing, and his whole uh, role and responsibility has been to make it worse. So she's done nothing, and his progressives have made it worse, and these people come to America, and they outbid, or more correctly, underbid Americans, largely black Americans, who are not highly educated, and they take those jobs from them. But they also do other things. In the mental health arena, cities and states that fund programs to help people with alcoholism or other types of societal challenges, these groups are immigrants in the country illegally, take them, take these slots at higher rates. In the public school arena, if your kid is not performing well in mathematics, is not performing well in reading, unfortunately, the resources that normally might be available to help catch that kid up, black or white, is taken by a person whose language, whose primary language isn't English. A whole host of social assistance programs are being utilized and oh yes I forgot to mention most states fund these programs through regressive taxes not progressive taxes meaning black Americans working-class Americans are more likely paying for the very programs that are used to displace them from being able to benefit from them. Amazing, amazing. Um, hey, Horace, well, wh- your book is coming out in July. What's the name of the book again? July 4th, Put Y'all Back in Chains, and, How uh, Biden's Policies Harm Blacks. And um, when will you be able to pre-order it, or are you able to do it and now? And it's available for pre-order now. In fact, if you do so, you could likely get your book in June. Good. So um, I'm looking forward to having you on to talk about the book, but I'm sure I'll have you on before then. Always good to have you. 
Thank you, sir. Thank you. That's Horace Cooper, Project 21 Black Leadership Network. I'll be right back. Olivia, and I'm 11. Some people my age might think water in a basement's pretty cool. Who wouldn't want an indoor swimming pool? But my dad taught me a thing or two about homes. You mean all those times I talked about waterproofing. You were actually listening? Absolutely. I'm like Alexa. Okay, so how does JND Waterproofing protect your home? By keeping water out of the basement so it doesn't compromise the structure of your home. And? By not giving yucky mold and mildew a place to grow. Pretty good. Dad, I wasn't finished. Oh, sorry. And JD Waterproofing can save you money. Do tell. By saving you from having to replace your basement appliances from water damage. I couldn't have said it better myself. Got water problems? Don't cry. Call 1 800 Very Dry. JD Waterproofing. 1 800 Very Dry. My son Finn was born with congenital heart disease. He ended up spending about the first eight months of his life in the hospital. During that time, he endured 10 surgeries, including an open heart surgery. Starlight Children's Foundation has played an important role in my family's life. For five weeks when he was a baby, Finn lived in a Starlight Hero wagon. You could not understand the pure joy of having him go from a hospital bed into his favorite red wagon. Starlight doesn't just give items that hospitalized kids can use to keep themselves happy, but also memories, moments, and experiences which are so needed in times like these. They allow sick kids to just be kids for a little while. The support that Starlight provides to families like mine is an integral part to creating happiness at a time when there's very little to be found. Learn more about how Starlight Children's Foundation brightens the lives of sick kids by visiting starlight.org today. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, it's always good to have Horace Cooper on, and he's, he, he spends a lot of time uh, talking to uh, people at Fox and the people who will have him. Of course, I, I, I don't know if I've ever seen him on MSNBC or CNN. Of course, I wouldn't because I never watched those networks, but uh, I've always, he's one of my favorite guests, and all you got to do is throw it out there and let him go. And he's a pretty smart guy. And uh, I'm looking forward to talking to him about his book when it comes out. But uh, I, one last thing before I go here. This is just, it just never ends. Okay. I was going to talk a little bit about the cyclist who won $35,000 in a, in a big uh, cycling race. He's a man and he won the women's division. I think it was in New Mexico. They had just decided to uh, make the prize money equal for men and women. So this guy decides to... Um, He's going to race against the women, and he wins, of course. And he wins $35,000 first prize, which means a woman did not. And these women have been pushing and pushing to get the uh, prize money to be equal. And uh, they, they get it that way, and a man shows up and wins. Now, is this is, I wasn't going to talk about this, but the more I think about it, the more I want to talk about it. That uh, <laughs> This guy decides he's a woman, and he wins $35,000. That's a pretty good incentive for other guys, well, you're, now you're talking about money. And if I'm a cyclist and I'm finishing 273rd in the men's division, and I think I can finish first in the women's division and win $35,000, I might be going for the eyeliner, you know? Uh, change my name to Sally and just get in there, win some money. 
But I didn't have time to. I was going to talk about the Navy using drag queen influencers to attract uh, new um, new recruits. Maybe I'll get to that tomorrow. They actually have a video out with a drag queen because they want to be more inclusive and get people to join the Navy, which, of course, will get guys to run away from the Navy. Talk to you tomorrow. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van.